Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. Well, if you have your Bibles tonight, open them to Proverbs chapter 9. Proverbs chapter 9. Really prayed about what to share tonight. This is going to be a word to the wise. How many of y'all know we need wisdom in our life? Um, hey, how about you guys? I thought we'd have the frozen chosen here on a Wednesday night, but we got us a crowd. Give yourselves a hand. Amen? That is awesome. But uh, how many of y'all love the book of Proverbs? Love the book of Proverbs. If you don't have a uh, daily routine of reading the word, I want to encourage you to do that. It has 31 chapters. You can read one every single day for the month, and then when the month is over, you can start over again. And there's uh, 150 chapters in the book of Psalms. You can read five Psalms Proverb. I promise you, you, don't, you won't go wrong by doing that. But I, I believe this, a proverb a day will keep the devil away. <laughs> and uh, how many of y'all know that Proverbs, in the, the book of Proverbs, it talks about how it, uh, it's just something in there when you read through it. It's something that happens on the inside of us spiritually that it builds our strength and it gives us wisdom. It's the wisdom book of the Bible, and it's <clears throat> and I, I believe some other people. Is my mic cutting out? All right. Do we have another one that I could use? Or maybe this one will get fixed here. Uh, I believe there's some other mentions. Of course, I really don't need one of these. You can ask my kids. I can be loud enough. Did they walk off with the other mics? They did, didn't they? Um, honorable mention, I believe, uh, there's a book of wisdom, I believe, is Proverbs, but other honorable mention books would be Ecclesiastes and the book of Job. But uh, it's wrote by Solomon, at one time, be the smartest man alive, but if you read, uh, if you read about Solomon, you can see that he made some unwise choices. Would you agree with that? One of them being him having lives or how many, and many he had. All right, there we go. Can you hear me now? Hello, Tokyo. I won't be going in and out of here. All right. But uh, there's two themes through the book of, book of Proverbs that we see is wisdom and the fear of the Lord. Wisdom and the fear of the Lord. Everybody say wisdom. Everybody say the fear of the Lord. All right. Now, if I had time tonight, I would talk about wisdom. How many of y'all uh, ask for wisdom? The Bible tells us in the book of James, he said, ask for wisdom and I'll give it to you liberally. Uh, there, I believe there's two different kinds of wisdom. That there's an earthly wisdom. How many of y'all thankful for the wisdom that is passed down to you from your parents? The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter six, it says, "Honor the Lord, or uh, honor your father and mother, that'll be well with you, and you'll live long on the earth." I tell young people this all the time. The reason you'll live long on the earth because your parents actually do know more than you, right? And they will help you live another day. And so we're thankful for the earthly wisdom that people uh, impart into us. Like I'm looking at Pastor Robert right here now. He's a man of wisdom imparting into my life. And I'm thankful for those earthly things. But can I tell you, there's sometimes we need wisdom that is beyond anything a man can share with you. We need some heavenly wisdom. So I'm, I'm y'all thankful for some heavenly wisdom where God has given you in due time and due season. But before I even talk about wisdom, and maybe I'll do that on the next first Wednesday, you have to talk about the fear of the Lord. Because in order to get wisdom, you have to have the fear of the Lord. 
The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 10, New King James. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning. Everybody say beginning. It's the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So it's a starting point. In order for you to have wisdom, the starting point for that is the fear of the Lord. If you want wisdom, you first got to have the fear of the Lord. Now, I wrote down this definition of a book that I read over the the summer, and it's this, the fear of the Lord. It does not mean to cower in fear, but it means a healthy sense of respect for the Lord. Let me say that one more time. It does not mean to cower in fear. Lots of times when we hear the word fear, you're like, Pastor, the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. You know what I think of if you were raised in the church in the 90s? I'm sure Pastor Shannon had this shirt, but it said, no fear, no fear. Remember that shirt? It said, N-O-W, or K-N-O-W, fear, N-O, fear. Meaning when you know fear, like no, you have a knowledge of fear, you have no fear, like scary fear. Are you hearing me? So to know fear is to have no fear. Uh, And I'm going to talk about that tonight. But the fear of the Lord, it does not mean to cower in fear, but it means a healthy sense of respect for the Lord. It's a moral mindset and a recognition that I'm not God. How many of y'all know we need to be reminded of that? So I don't get to make up my own definition of right and wrong, but rather I am to humble myself before God and embrace His definition of right and wrong, even if it's inconvenient to me. Y'all want to hear it one more time? It's a definition. It does not mean to cower in fear, but it means, it means a healthy sense of respect for the Lord. It's a moral mindset and a recognition that I'm not God. So... I don't get to make up my own definition of right and wrong, but rather I am humbled. I I am to humble myself before God and embrace his definition of right and wrong, even if it's inconvenient for me. I love that. I don't get to make up my own definition of right and wrong, but rather I'm to humble myself before God. How do you do that? You get inside of his word. It's not what feels good to me. It's what right in the eyes of God. Amen. So it's a respect for the Lord. Proverbs 9 and verse 10 in the Amplified, I love what it says. The reverent fear of the Lord, that is worshiping Him and regarding Him as truly awesome. So having a fear for the Lord, it means this. It's having a sense of awe. It's the, word, it's where we, it's the root word, awe, of where we get the word awesome. But we have a sense of awe because God is awesome. Would you agree with me tonight? We have a sense of awe for the Lord and the things of God. I want to give you a few scriptures, and then I want to get very practical tonight of uh, how we can develop a healthy fear of the Lord in our lives. But in Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 23, it says, The fear of the Lord leads to life. Then one rests content, untouched by trouble. How many of y'all know lots of times we get in ourselves into trouble because we don't have a healthy fear of the Lord? We get our mouths in trouble. We say things we shouldn't say because we don't have this awe, this sense about us of first having a fear of the Lord in our life that leads to life. Proverbs or Psalm 33, 18, it says, But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear Him. I don't know about you, but I want God's eyes on me. How many of y'all know when His eyes are on you, uh, are fixed on you? I believe you... you, you um, You take up what he's seeing for your life. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those 
whose hope is in his unfailing love. Proverbs 16.6. It says, through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. So, uh, evil is avoided. I, you know, I tell you what, we live in a time, and uh, I've brought this up many times before, but I was raised in a home where we feared God. And we had a healthy fear for God. You know, I, I believe we're in such moral decay in America today because we don't have a healthy fear of the Lord. Right? But there's this greasy grace message that is that is creeped in where that's all that, that is preached in pulpits and mercy. I'm y'all, I'm not I'm not knocking it whatsoever. Well, I am knocking it. But I, I'm I'm thankful for the grace of God. And I am thankful for the for the mercy of God. But can I tell you this? We need a healthy fear of the Lord. Because when you don't do what God says to do, I'm telling you, there's going to be consequences for that. Like I was raised in a home. I mean, never was an R movie played in our house. We didn't watch Disney because Disney had magic. I, people ask me, do you ever watch the Smurfs? Heavens, no, we didn't watch the Smurfs. You'd go straight to hell for watching the Smurfs. I remember one time, I, I mean, I was... It, it was, I mean, I was later on in life, and there was this show that came out called Unsolved Mysteries. You know, with the creepy guy with the long khaki jacket, and he would talk about these things. Well, my parents, uh, they had already went to bed, and I was in the living room there, and I watched Unsolved Mysteries, and I'd never seen anything like that, and it scared the daylights out of me. I went in there, I'm like, can I sleep with y'all? No, get out of my room. <laughs> he cast me out of there like a devil. But... I remember, I mean, I remember just growing up, uh, and all of us were like that. Like the church we attended, that's how we lived our lives, right? That's how we lived. I mean, you did, you, I mean, if you went to the movies and didn't go to Sunday night church, and you were sitting in one of those devil-worshiping movies when Jesus came back, you weren't going to heaven. I'm telling you that right now. But people would get uh, the sense. And can I tell you this? I, I truly believe there was a sense of legalis, legalism in that. And I'm going to talk about that here in just a little bit. But uh, because the scripture behind that was Psalm 1 and verse 1. Um, where, where it tells us, Blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. You didn't dare sit in the seat of a scornful place. You see what I'm saying? I believe there's some legalism to that, but it's the same sense. It's like, um, I mean, there was no way. If it was a bar and grill, we did not eat there because it was a bar attached to the name. Right, Pastor Brandy? Any of those things. We had such a reverence for God, we didn't want to do anything that was out of the will of God for us. Can I tell you? We've gotten way too far side on the other ditch. Can I get an amen tonight? I'm telling you, there's a healthy place to live, and there's an unhealthy place to live. And I believe this. There was a time growing up that there was legalism on one side. But what people have done is diverted it so much that now they're over in this other ditch, and they smell and look too much like the world. I believe this. Let's, let's read this next one together. Psalm 34 and verse 7. Can we read it together? You ready? One, two, three. Three, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. 
I don't know about you, but I want the angel of the Lord to camp around me. The Bible tells us in Psalm 91 and verse 1, and we love Psalm 91.1, do we not? Or we love Psalm 91, especially when it talks about keeping his angels charged round about you, keep you in all your ways, that no evil befall you, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But it sets it up in verse 1 where it says, He who abides in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm telling you, in the secret place is a place where people where you fear the Lord. I, when I see this, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. I believe angels move into place when you respect the Lord. And tonight, I don't want any elbow throwing. Or, or you know what, Pastor, when this is over, I'm sending this Facebook link to somebody because they need to hear it. Right? How many of y'all know this is for all of us tonight? This is all of us. I know it's 2023, but I'm going to call to attention that AOL people would be a people that fear the Lord. We have, we, um, where we live, there's a lot of people that they all go to the, the same church here in town. And I'm telling you, I hate to even say it, but they look like the world, they smell like the world, and they do everything that the world does, but they do go to church on Sunday morning together. I'm telling you, I don't want to live like that. I want to look like God, smell like God, and talk like God. And that's what a fear of the Lord, a healthy fear of the Lord is. So how do I develop a healthy fear for the Lord? I went old school tonight. How many of y'all know when you fear the Lord, you honor the Lord? You honor the Lord. Just like all of these things. He said, these are the things that I will give you when you fear the Lord. And I've taught this many times before, but honor unlocks honor. When you honor someone... It will unlock something in them to pour into your life. And so this is what I'm going to talk about. Give me an H. Give me an O. All right, we won't go any further. Well, we can't stop there. Give me an N. (laughs) Give me an O. (laughs) Give me an R. All right, I almost stopped too early there. But honor. Let's talk about honor tonight. First one is this, H. Everybody say H. H is for humble yourself. I'm going to talk about developing a healthy fear for the Lord. The first one is this. You've got to humble yourself. Would you agree? Humility is something that that you make the choice to bring into your life. You have to make the choice. This can't be made for you, but you've got to make the healthy choice in your life to humble yourself. I've heard it before. If you don't humble yourself, there is someone or something that will for you. And you know what? When that happens, it's always more painful that way. Would you agree? The Bible's very clear in this, Proverbs 22 and verse 4. It says this, humility is the fear of the Lord. So you pastor, what is the fear of the Lord? Well, it's humility. It's wages of riches and honor and life. I mean, I believe this, that you can't have the fear of the Lord unless you have humility. And you're going to have a hard time uh, without humility with the fear of the Lord. Because they work together. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6, one of my favorite about the subject of humility. It says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Set aside self-righteousness, pride, so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time. How many of y'all know when we try to move ourselves forward, when we try to get noticed, when we put ourselves out there, uh, it always fails. Jesus is saying this, let me build you. One of the great, a great thing that I heard the other night, if you were here, 
uh, two Wednesday nights ago when Thomas graduated from uh, Life Challenge. But Brother Daniel was up here, and he said this. This is what I told these guys that are, that are, getting, that are graduating tonight. I said, hook up with your pastor and hook up with your church and do things. Don't just try to go out there and say, you know what, I have arrived. I have, I have been clean for one year, and so I'm here. The only place that I need to be is right there with the microphone and give my testimony. No, uh, there's some other things that we need you to do. We need you to pull some weeds. We need you to uh, mow the grass or clean up some places or maybe run the vacuum or things like that. Because I, I, I'm telling you, I can speak from experience when you try to move the needle on your own, it'll never do it. See, my proper time is way sooner than what God has in store for my life. Can I tell you, God appointed me to be the pastor of this church at the proper time. Not at the time that I wanted. Thank God. Amen? Thank God. But there's lots of times we get in the way. We just need to humble ourselves. Humility doesn't mean this also. It doesn't mean that you be weak and passive. That you be distant, you be uninvolved. No, you get involved, but you be confident and aggressive towards the dream that God has in store for you. But be humble toward the people that God has put over you. Amen? Lots of times we don't want to always want to hear that. But you know what? Uh, they'll see it. God will see it. And he will appoint you in the right time, in the right place, in unison, when, you, you need it, when, when God needs it to happen, not you. Amen? Everybody say, humble ourselves. When you humble yourself, you walk in the, in, in the fear of the Lord. Anybody getting anything already tonight? Here's the next one. Oh, everybody say, oh. This one's simple here. Offer your life to God. Offer your life to God. Every day. Every day, recognize you're not the Lord. Every day. Uh, walking in a healthy fear of the Lord, I believe, is this uh the other night i came and talked to the prayer team and uh i went over the six different types of prayer that are in the bible prayer of petition the prayer of faith the prayer of supplication but the one that i want to talk about is the prayer of consecration and the prayer of consecration is usually in the morning time when you just get up and you say this is the day the lord has made i will rejoice and be glad in it when you eat your meal, it's a prayer of consecration of saying, God, you supplied this meal to my family. I may have put my hand to the plow and I may have worked, but God, you gave me the strength to work so that I could put my hand to the plow. I'm telling you, when you offer yourself to God, you're, you're, you're saying this. I can't go a day, a second, a minute without you. And if when we have that recognition, I believe this, it would, when, when we have that in our mind or in our spirit, the things, the videos that come across our phone, we are recognized that God is with us. Would God is in, uh, we made a video for Grit years ago, uh, a funny one of the Lord being in the car everywhere you go. So every time you give them the, you know, California howdy duty, the Lord is in the car with you. Every time you blow up at your kids, He's in the moment. Because I'm telling you, whether you like it or not, when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, he goes everywhere with you. He's pursuing after you. How many of y'all know we would have a healthy fear for the Lord if we uh, reverenced and offered our lives to God in every moment of every life? The Bible says that every good and 
it, every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, the creator and sustainer of, of the heavens, in whom there is no variation, no rising or setting or shadow cast by his turning, for he is perfect and never changes. Another one, Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, we all know it, but it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer. Everybody say offer. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And then it goes on to say, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. My whole point is this. If you're going to have a healthy fear of the Lord, you've got to every day make the decision, God, I'm going to offer my life to you. If you can use anyone, you can use me. Amen? Here's the third one. In. Everybody say in. Talking about honor here. We're talking about the fear of the Lord. Is near to God. Near to God. Move towards the Lord. How many of y'all know the Lord wants to be close to you? In James chapter 4 verse 8 it says, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Don't you love that scripture? Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Think about someone. I want you to think about this. Because lots of times, uh, uh, Pastor, Pastor Brandy helps me out all the time being a dad. She was helping me today in the kitchen. You remember? All right. Uh, because I guess there's moments where my eyes get real big, and I don't, I, I'm already a loud person. Now, I have to be very conscientious of when I am upset that I have to bring my volume down. But just with my eyes, I'm yelling. You get what I'm saying? And so the other night, there was a situation that happened and uh, between Addison and Anson, and I said, I want you all both to go to my room. Well, when, you know when you say that. Because my room is a holy sanctuary, and you only go in unless you are invited. Right? Parents, am I talking to the parents right now? You know what I'm talking about? Those of you raised, you know, in that home where you only go into the room, parents' room, unless you're invited in there. So they go in, and I, 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 Addison goes, I'm scared. And I said, well, you need to be. Right? <laughs> With big eyes. But uh, how many of y'all know... And, and I love Addison, and Addison loves me. But lots of times when we mess up, we will take our relationship with our earthly father or somebody in our life, and we will put that in the spot of God. And how many of y'all know we serve a God that is merciful and full of grace? And if we're not careful, we'll put that earthly earthly father or that earthly relationship that we have with him, and we'll place it in the same relationship that we have with God. And I'm here to tell you tonight, let's not do that, but let's draw near to God. I want you to think about someone in your life that's warm, that's kind, that's approachable. When when that kind of person that's either a friend or somebody uh, here at this house or somebody that's in your life, what you can't wait to be with that person, can you not? You can't wait. You have a good time with them and all those things. Uh, can I tell you this? The Lord is better than anyone you can think of. And so I'm here to tell you, don't be distant. Can I tell you there's times in my life where 
because of circumstances or things that are going in and on in my life or uh, just moments. There's, there's moments. Those of you that have been serving God for any amount of time, I've been in seasons where the Lord is just speaking to me, speaking to me, speaking to me. And I don't know if it's something that I did, but I feel like, did I tick you off, God? Because I cannot hear your voice anywhere. How many of y'all have ever been in those moments before? It's like, Lord, where are you? But even in those times where, where can I, can I, there's times that I don't understand, I want to help you out. We live in a sinful world. Because of what happened in the book of Genesis, there's things that we is out of our control. But can I tell you, God's still in control. And I'm here to tell you tonight, don't be distant because he's just a breath away. Call unto me. The Bible says in Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So the, the uh, humble yourselves. Offer your life to God. Draw near to God. How many of y'all know all of these things is a healthy fear of the Lord? Now here is the one that I believe is the big kicker in order for this to be fulfilled in your life. Everybody say, oh. Here's the other oh. Obey. People don't walk in a healthy fear of the Lord it's because they don't do what the word says to do. And we've got to not only obey, I wrote this down, obey fast. I believe this is the purest form of the fear of the Lord. When, when, when you fear the Lord, you want to please him. How I many of y'all know when we have a healthy reverence for a mom or a dad or a boss or something like that, you aim to please that particular person. In Judges chapter 21, uh, Last year when I read this through, I, if you've read through the book of Judges, they're, they're in a crazy place. They're not doing what God's called them to do. And so God offered up these judges to judge the nation. But it says in Judges 21, 25, and this is a kicker. This is why they're in the position they are. It says, in those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Can I tell you, when you don't have a healthy fear for the Lord... That, that tells me that there is not a king that is over your life and you do whatever you want to do. You say whatever you want to say. You go wherever you want to go. How I many of y'all know when there is a king in our life, we are under the submission of him and we need to be obedient to what he has in store for our life? Um, how many of y'all know this is what's happening today where we live? In the earth, in America today. We're in the position that we're in is because everyone is doing what is right in their own eyes. And this is what happens when there's no king. I wrote down just four, four deals, four ways to obey. Four ways to obey. Uh, and before I even go into obedience, I don't think you can talk about these ways to obey without giving credit where credit is due. And thank God for the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our life. I'm going to say that one more time and hopefully you all get a witness. We can't even begin to talk about doing the things that God's called us to do and giving us eyes to, think, eyes to see of things that we shouldn't do without the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Thank God for the Holy Spirit. But the first one is this, four ways to obey. Number one is instantly. You know, isn't it something? Everything, everything today that we like, we like it instant. We live in an instant world. I mean, we, we don't even, I mean, microwaves weren't fast enough. Now we have air fryers, right? 
We got things that we want instant gratification. Well, if we want it that way, uh, you know, I, this guy the other day, he said, you know, the, he was laughing. The Lord's been dealing with me for, with that for five years. I'm like, it's not funny. If he's been dealing with you, fix it. Are you hearing me tonight? And somebody needs to hear that. You say, you know what, I've been dealing with this for five years. Well, then start obeying the Lord. Amen. Let's be instant about it. Here's another one that I wrote down. Even when it, let's be obedient, even when it don't make sense. You know, this last weekend, uh, I talked about tithing, and it's always awkward. Um, it shouldn't be, but, you know, people always think, you know, that's all the pastor wants to talk about is money. But I, I believe there, the Spirit of God was in this place. And I believe there was people that were set free from a poverty mindset. Because when you don't tithe, you will have a poverty mindset. Because you put your trust in, 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 a, in a job or in the earth. We're, we live by faith and not by sight. And so even when it don't make sense. Think about Abraham and Isaac. He said, Abraham, I want you to, I want you to build a nation. Well, he ain't got no kids. He's 99 years old. It don't make sense to have a kid. So in faith, he has one. And then he has one. He says, I want you to build me a nation. And then he has one. And he says, now I want you to take him up on the hill and I want you to kill him. How many of y'all know that didn't make sense at all? How many of y'all know there is some things that don't make sense to the world, but it should make sense to us because when you're obedient, there is always fruit on the other end of it. Are you hearing me tonight? Let's be obedient. Not only instantly, but even when it don't make sense. Um, here's the next one. Obey when it hurts. Like walking in forgiveness. Or, or going to somebody and asking them forgiveness. How many of y'all know we need to be obedient to those things? Obey. Here's the next one. Obey till it's complete. Let me explain. I was listening to a guy the other day. He said this, the time that I'm the most vulnerable, he's a very gifted communicator. Um, uh, he has a podcast, and it's, it's not a preaching podcast, but he just ministers to other pastors. And he's been very successful, but he's very vulnerable on it, and I love it. But he said this in the podcast. He said, the time that I get the most vulnerable and the enemy attacks me the hardest is on Sunday afternoons when God has moved mightily. Why? Because I've been obedient. Saturday, he was telling me on Saturdays, he, uh, for years, he's done this. All day Saturday, he fasts. He, he's done this for years. So then when he gets in the pulpit, he has just cleaned himself of the world and everything else. And he just pours himself out on a Sunday morning. And I get what, you know, some things that he's talking about. Y'all, on a Sunday afternoon, I sleep like a baby. In fact, I'm having surgery on uh, Thursday, next Thursday. I'm having hernia surgery, and uh, the doctor said, oh, I'll do it on Thursday, and you'll preach on Sunday. I, and I said, how do you know? Have you ever preached? <laughs> I asked the doctor that. He goes, no, but I've seen you guys preach before. I said, you've never seen me preach before. But on that day, I guess I'll sleep pretty pretty well, you know. Uh, but, but my point is this. He said this. He said, on Sunday afternoons, I'm the most vulnerable because I've been obedient and I've been obedient, and I've been obedient. And the minute that I put my guard down, 
the enemy comes in like a flood. God did what he was supposed to do. Can I tell you, it's the same way in our life. The things in your life that you've been battling, and you've overcame, and you may have overcame it for six months, you may have overcame it a year, you may have overcame it for five years. But I'm telling you, the minute that you stop being obedient, that's when the enemy comes in. It's like taking medicine. You know, when the doctor, you go into the doctor, you feel lousy, and you take medicine. And the, the doctor says, I want you to take this for 14 days. Well, after day three, you feel good, and you quit taking the medicine. And then on day 14, you feel lousy again. You call the doctor and say, I feel bad. Well, did you take all the medicine? No. You have to complete the medicine, moron. Can I tell you, you have to complete the obedience. Man, I hope you're getting something tonight. Are you getting something out of the word? I hope you are. Obey till it's complete. There's four things there. Instantly, even when it doesn't make sense. Obey when it hurts. The last one, obey till it's complete. So here's the last one, R. Everybody say R. R. R, matey. So humble yourself, offer your life to God, near to God, obey fast. The last one was respect all the things of God. This is very practical. Respect the word of God. Here's another one. Respect the people of God. You're not respecting the Lord when you don't respect other believers. You know, I, I've had to deal with this many times in ministry of people that I had on staff, either here or at, at, in, uh, in youth ministry. But there's times where I've had to have hard conversations with people. That they loved me and they respected me, but they didn't respect the people that I loved. And, and can I tell you, they are dishonoring me when they dishonor somebody in this house. How many of y'all know we not, not only need to respect the word, but we need to respect other people? Especially coming out of 2020 when there is people that don't look like us, that don't vote like us. Come on, somebody. How many of y'all know that we're still called by the word to respect them? Uh, can I tell you, let's respect the church. How do I respect the church? You be on time. <laughs> Service starts at 9 and 1030. It don't start at 935 or 1035. It don't start when the, when, when the worship's over. It starts at 9 and 1030. Now I'm going to go even further than that. Respect the church and don't leave till it's over. Can I tell you, people's hearts are vulnerable at the end of the service to receive Christ. And we have people that they just magically have to go to the bathroom an hour in as soon as I'm doing the altar call. Can I tell you, it ticks me off every single time. Can I tell you, when one person gets up, the band, uh, can we be real tonight? This is Wednesday night, people. Y'all aren't going nowhere. How many of tell me you love me tonight? Say, Pastor, we love you. All right. The band used to go out that way, and they would come in the back. I had them stop doing that for this, this simple reason. When they would walk in, down, I, everybody, people over there would be looking at people over here. And I tell you, I, I take ADHD medicine just to preach. 
And so when I'm seeing squirrels and you're seeing squirrels, we're seeing squirrels together. How many of y'all know we're not honoring the word of God looking at squirrels? Are you hearing me? So we have a better way of doing that. I'm going to pray. And when I pray, you mosey on down there, right over there. Right? So it's not a distraction. But can I tell you, it's dishonoring to the Holy Spirit to get up. Every single week. Now, I realize there's people that are on medication and things like that. But I know there is people that they aren't anything. They are just bored in one hour. And they got to go to the bathroom every single time. I'm telling you, it's rude. It's stupid. Stop doing it. Amen. Can I be, y'all love me? Say you love me one more time. How many of y'all know we need to respect all the things of God? Because the little things lead to the big things. Well, pastor, this is such a little deal. I just know this. Too many little deals makes one big deal. All right? Also, too, if you come to church just to look at your phone, stay at home. If you come to church and you're just going to sit there and sleep, stay home. Amen? Let's honor the word of God. Let's honor the word of God when it's preached. Let's not be disrespectful to the word. Let's be respectful of all things of God. I'm talking about having a healthy fear of the Lord. Now, listen to me. I'm going to give you one last picture here. If you can picture this inside of your mind. Picture a road. and The road that I'm thinking of is in Colorado. Years ago, we used to go up to Grand Lake. And uh, when you would go up um, west of Estes Park through Rocky Mountain National Park, going to Grand Lake, there was a road back there that at one time, it was cliffs on both sides. You know what I'm talking about? And, uh, and I mean, as far as it was down, now there was guardrails. And uh, there's been many times in ministry that I've talked about don't be in one ditch or the other. Well, that's not being in a ditch that leads to death, right? If you go over the guardrail. But picture this with me. <clears throat> You're going down this road in your walk with Christ. And down in this valley, down here, or down this cliff, down here, I believe this represents legalism. And legalism is living a life of, oh, I can't do that, and I can't do that, and I can't do this, and I can't do that. All the do's and don'ts. And what it is, is rules without a relationship. See, when you have a relationship with the Lord, you don't say, I can't do that, and I can't do that. You say, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to do this anymore because my fear of the Lord and my relationship with the Lord has caused me to have a heart that's not pulled to those things anymore. And the guardrail that helps you from not being judgmental to other people that haven't gotten the same revelation as you have is love. How many of y'all know we need to have the guardrail of love? Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not envious, it's not boastful, does not rejoice in iniquity. And that's the thing, you, you, uh, I think about love, and I think about the fear of the Lord being connected to love, is, is when we love the Lord, we don't rejoice in iniquity. We're not a rejoicing on Facebook with the stupid decisions people are making. We don't rejoice in iniquity, but we rejoice in what? The truth. And love bears all things, it believes all things, it hopes all things, it endures all things. It's a love that never ever fails and love will guard you from getting into legalism now the other ditch the other cliff the other valley 
over here on this side, I believe this one is lawlessness. I'm going to do whatever feels right to me. That's lawlessness, right? But I believe the guardrail that keeps us from going into lawlessness is a healthy fear of the Lord. So let's drive down a road where there is boundaries of love and a fear for the Lord. And I'm telling you, it will take you down a path, down a road. Because how many of y'all know we need both? We need fear of the Lord. We also need love. I hope tonight you see this. I hope you still love me after I've pointed some things out. <laughs> That's okay. I don't care. No. No, I really don't. Humble yourself. How many of y'all know we need to... We need, to have a, we, need, we need to have a healthy humility in our life. And not the kind of humility is like, I'm the most humble person that I know. <laughs> right? Uh, have a healthy humility. The other one, offer your life to God every single day. Say, Lord, if you can use anyone, use me. Draw near to God. Don't be distant, but even be near to the Lord. Obey quickly. Obey fast. And respect all things of God. I'm telling you, when we begin to do this, when we do this in our homes, when we do this at the workplace, I'm, I'm telling you, these are little things that will be seeds of revival happening in our community, in our family, in our lives. I mean, what are some things that, that we're watching? What are some things that we're saying? What are some things that we're allowing to get inside of our spirits. I'm telling you, let's have a fear for the Lord. Amen. Let's stand to our feet tonight. God, I thank you for your word. I pray tonight that it doesn't fall on deaf ears. I pray that it opens eyes to see and ears to hear. I pray, Lord, that tonight, that God, that we would hunger and thirst after righteousness you said we'd be filled and so God we choose Lord in our in our lives if there's anything that's that's not the fear of the Lord I pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear and Lord we choose not to point out other people that's not walking in the fear of the Lord but we make the conscious decision for ourselves as for me and my home we will serve the Lord we make the decision, the choice for ourselves to humble ourselves. We make the choice tonight to offer ourselves to you. God, we make the choice tonight to draw near to you and you will draw near to us. Lord, we choose tonight to walk in obedience. The kind of obedience, God, just like Naaman. You said to dip in the Jordan River seven times. It didn't make no sense. But God, because of his obedience and him finishing his obedience, God, he walked in wholeness and health. Lord, I pray that tonight that we would have uh, respect for all things of God. We have respect of all things of God. Lord, we thank you for it. We give you glory for it tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. 
It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.